My name's Jennifer Wajdecki. I've been with AVL for, for six years now in the last three or four in our advanced simulation technologies group responsible for Prion Lab in North America, uh, which includes a little bit of everything. So I'm doing uh, business development. I started in technical support um, and I'm really enjoying, you know, the interface that I have with, with our users and our customers and finding new ways that, that we can extend this tool chain or extend this, this tool into new applications to, to support um, our customers in, in their engineering tasks. And it's been really exciting. You know, we find a lot of really cool work um, and, and work that couldn't be done in an effective way before. Um, but maybe I can talk first about what PreInLab is and, and how it fits into the current simulation landscape in automotive and in mobility and uh, and why we're so excited about it as, as a product and why I think our users are excited about it as well. Because we see quite a few trends in uh, in the simulation landscape overall, specifically in, in, in CFD, right? But there's a lot of new pressures that CFD teams are facing, CAE teams are facing. You know, and first of foremost is, of course, the timeline. You know, we used to spend 72 months developing a vehicle platform. Well, we can go ahead and half that. You could probably half it again in terms of what, you know, how long we're really spending on vehicle development these days. So you have to get the same set of results, the same set of insight and knowledge in 25% of the time. Um, and virtualization is a huge benefit when we're talking about how to accelerate things because we don't have to wait on hardware. You know, we can, we can start testing things in real environments um, much, much sooner um, in the development curve, which means that, you know, we can go into that final testing and final prototyping a little bit smarter, which is, uh, which is all we all they're hoping for. So that timeline is really decreasing, um, which which creates a lot of opportunity to virtualize a lot of these tests. Um, but also in that much, much shorter timeline, our vehicles are more complex than they've ever been before. Um, we're fitting more technology in, um, not to mention the diversity of powertrain and propulsion technologies that's out there. You know, we're learning so much about what it means to uh, you know, to go places, you know, and, and not even within car ownership and being someone who's a driver, we're, we're questioning now, do you need a driver? What does it mean to own a car? Um, and what does it mean to, to, to spend time in transit? You know, is that something that the human has to put a lot of effort into, or is it something that can be an experience? You know, it's changing faster than it's ever changed before since, <laughs> since horse-drawn carriages, right? right. Uh, so we have more technology that's that's being fit in, which means that we have a lot of learning to do, uh, which is which is really exciting. But um, not all of that learning can be hands on. You know, we have to we have to make sure that we can be efficient about what, what we're spending time on. And uh, simulation is a huge part of that as well, whether that is, you know, testing out ADOS sensor placements or testing out, uh, you know, new vehicle configurations, whatever it is. And then the the third you know, factor that, that comes into this is, you know, as we're redefining what transportation is and feels like what a car is, um, you know, the, the the companies who are producing these things are, are restructuring in a significant way as well. So these tasks are being distributed to new to new people. There's new uh, skill sets which are necessary for, for this development types of tasks. So one of the things that 
I think has been around in the CFD sphere for a decade, if not longer, is this idea of democratizing what CFD is and democratizing CFD effort, which means that anybody can come in and, and do CFD, uh, which is, you know, something that usually takes a lot, like a lot of study. You have to have a lot of math, a lot of, a lot of engineering um, and, you know, maybe a good 10 years of experience before you're really a, a high quality or high caliber CFD engineer historically. And we're wondering if, if and how we can lower that barrier. Um, and I think with Priam Lab, we're proving that we can, which is really exciting to see. Because with that diversity of people who need to do this kind of analysis earlier in development cycles, you know, it means that new connections are being made, new teams need to talk to each other, new teams are being formed. Um, and we have to find a clear and concise way to communicate engineering know-how between those teams. Um, and CFD results should be part of that. You know, that should be a, a major tool for communication. And the question is, how can we make sure that those results are understood by anyone who can look at them. And that's one of the things which is really, really exciting about, about Prean Lab. Uh, Prean Lab is a SPH tool, which is Smith Particle Hydrodynamics, but it's a particle-based CFD tool, uh, which we're using to look at a highly complex, very large domain um, and highly transient cases with, with some kind of free surface with the fluid that's splashing around. Um, and we're using it to look at situations which have been really difficult to do in what I'll call traditional CFD or some kind of grid-based or mesh-based CFD, um, where the pre-processing and computational effort to look at some of these cases, you know, our our, our flagship is vehicle water weighting. You know, the, the the effort to look at some of those cases is prohibitively large, especially when we're looking at a, you know, one-year development cycle or something very, very short. You know, if you have to wait three weeks for a turnaround for one simulation, and then you want to iterate on anything, you're, you're already out of time. So Korean Lab coming in now as a tool which is built from the very beginning around these three ideas of, of something which is usable which is reliable and which is efficient. Um, and it, those three ideas I think have carried through every moment of development and every moment of user experience um, that, that Prean Lab has delivered, which has been really, really exciting to watch. What has happened was, uh, you know, these guys were finishing up their PhDs and, and developing this, this particle-based simulation technology and ultimately realized that, that they had a technology that would help solve some of the, I won't say unsolvable, but impractically solved problems in industry um, as far as simulation goes. And that goes back to, you know, the really large domains, really complex geometries, what, whatever it was, you know, this, this implicit incompressible SPH methodology was something that could be translated in a way um, to enable those new types of, of, of problems. And so they took it forward, um, founded a company, 
developed this technology. And from the very beginning, they wanted to make something, you know, so they had this reliability piece with the solver itself, you know, so they have found a new formulation for, for the Navier-Stokes with smooth particle hydrodynamics and a pressure Poisson equation that allows them to solve for, you know, for this fluid in a really reliable way. Um, allows you to take much larger time steps um, on the order of, of, of CFL1. But they had this reliability piece in the technology, the, the, the founding technology itself. Um, but they also wanted to create something which was fun to use. Um, and so that, that comes into the usability pillar. Preon Lab offers a graphical user interface, which is really intuitive for not only CFD engineers, but also test engineers or, or other people where it, it, it's a following along in that thread of how can we give the tools of CFD to more people more easily. You know, this, this user interface allows you to set simulations up in, a, in an intuitive way, um, but also to play in a, in a way which is not always possible with engineering software, um, which has been, been really fun. So when, when we're teaching somebody how to use Creon Lab, whether they are a CFD engineer or someone who's coming more from the physical testing side of things, you know, we give them a day's worth of training. You know, you get to sit with us for an hour and we talk about all the different buttons. Um, but a major part of that one day training, by the way, it's just one day, um, is, is the ability to, to just play around, see what happens when you click this button or that button um, and get really fast feedback. Uh, so, and that goes to the, you know, that third pillar efficiency and uh, you know the developers are coming from a computer science background that I won't even start to talk about because I do not come from a computer science background but the way that data is managed in, in Prelab is such that you know we have such a high performance implementation of, of CFT that you can you know run it on a Walmart laptop that you got for a hundred bucks. <laughs> you can also run it on, you know, 100,000 core HPC environment and look at distributed compute and some of these really, really huge jobs. But um, that efficiency piece allows us not only to, you know, interact with the software in, in a different way, but also to get super fast feedback, um, which is, I think, a, a really important piece, especially for for people who are more hands-on or hands-on learners, they need to have that visual feedback as soon as possible rather than typing some command line into an interface, sending it off into the ether and waiting three days for the little blinking light to tell me that the simulation is done. You know, you get to watch it happening, um, which also means if like me, you make a lot of mistakes and you have to stop it in the middle because it wasn't doing what you wanted it to do. <laughs> um, so having those three components, um, you know, I think has shaped every development and every release of, of Crayon Lab from, from, from founding to, till now. And over the last few years, the pace of development has been honestly astounding. 
Um, we offer some really, really cool features and functionalities that I think are unique in, in the marketplace. Um, one of the most important um, and newest features is this adaptive particle spacing, which is which is enabled, which means basically that you can refine uh, refine the particles. You can use smaller particles where it's important and you need to have much finer details. And then you can use larger particles farther away where you need to have an idea of what the flow is doing, but you don't need every millimeter of information or every millimeter of, of, of geometry. So having that non-uniform or adaptive particle spacing, um, again, falls into, is it is it reliably giving you the feedback, the insight that you need in the development timeline that you need? Um, is it giving that to you efficiently in a way that, uh, you know, you get the, the results on a time scale where it's still actionable? And I think it's really, you know, those three themes have, have colored every development that I've seen come from Priam Lab over the last few years. Another, I think, key defining feature of this software is the ability to do really complex and beautiful renders completely natively to, to the software itself. And, you know, I think when this feature was, was first being developed um, and we were first releasing it, we, we treated it as a, as a nice to have, you know, it was something that would make a few people happy. Maybe it means that, you know, if you're an engineer and you need to provide results to your manager, these are the ones that they'll look at first and understand the most, right? Yeah. Um, or people who are not used to looking at, at, at simulation type results. Uh, and in the beginning, I think we, we, we treated it in that way. And what we've seen or what we've experienced from, from feedback is that this is one of the more powerful features of Creon Lab in making sure that you know, the work that puts, is put into these simulations is, is valued and capitalized on as much as it can be, right? Because when, as an engineer, you're taking feedback on where you need this new feature to be, you know, this new oil guide rib or whatever it is, where you need it to be or what's happening, what's the best way to do that? You know, do you want to take a contour map of failure rate? Do you want to take a, a you know, some kind of messy path lines analysis that looks like a ball of string. Like the, the best way to do it is to make it look real mm -hmm. um, because our brains are trained on physics. And if you can make it look real and communicate like, look, here's where the water is going when we're driving at this speed and we need a baffle gear to prevent it, or we need to push it over here. That's the easiest way to communicate what you need to happen in a design um, and the easiest way to communicate between all sorts of people. So whether that's between engineer and designer or between engineer and manager or between OEM and customer understanding, you know, that basis of communication where we're all trained in the same way because we all have seen rain happen, uh, I think is, is, is really valuable. And being able to do that all in one code and produce you know, all of these uh, videos and images and understandings natively without having to export that is, uh, is a huge benefit.